Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. So for this one, I'm breaking away a bit from the regular schedule to offer a sort of special edition show with my friend Michael Graham. Uh, Michael is doing some really cool things right now, including curating a music festival in Pawtucket called Riverbend East. We talked briefly about his time as a musician in the state, his connection to the Rhode Island Songwriters Association, and what he's got planned for the Songwriters Festival on September 7th. And make sure to stick around to the end because Michael will play a little something for you as well. So uh, enjoy this special mini episode, and as always, please rate, review, comment, share, tell a friend, and follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Living Room UTB. My my connection to Rhode Island as a musician, um, I came to Rhode Island in the, in the 1990s. I went to school here, went to Providence College. And then kind of played in a bunch of local bands, mostly mostly rock bands um, in the 90s, sort of finished up with that, with what I was doing, and um, got a master's degree, and then moved to, to Boston. And actually, um, the master's degree, I'll back it up, I pursued the master's degree in Boston, but then moved up there and, and worked several teaching jobs. Okay. Um, but then I eventually moved back. I, you know, Rhode Island really drew me. I, I really missed it. Never felt that I never really left, you know, mm-hmm. Rhode Island. And, you know, very happy to be here in this second go around. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the musical connection, like I was mentioning, the first time I was playing mostly in rock bands, there's a band called Dance in the Cellar. There's a band called um, Quiet Rivers that I played in. Pretty much a lot of variety. There was any one type of band. One was a jazz fusion. One was kind of a 90s groovy alternative rock band. Okay. Um, and then I moved, uh, when I moved back, it was, um, what I did is I had, revamped some of the Ants in the Cellar material and then eventually reformed that band. So um, that, that, was, that was kind of a great opportunity to kind of reconnect with the Rhode Island music scene. Okay. And um, Where were you playing at that time? So yeah, so Ants in the Cellar, we played all over the Rhode Island circuit, also some, you know, some places in Boston. Occasionally mm-hmm. we would get up there and do some festivals as well. But in, in Rhode Island, we, we primarily played the Parlor, we played at Dusk, um, we played at the Met Cafe, or the Met, the Met as it's called back in the day it was the Met Cafe yeah and um, you know all the the small local venues um, some, some different outdoor festivals did some of the neighbor days stuff with you know, Narragansett okay. um, and just tried to you know get out there as much as we could which I think in Rhode Island Rhode Island's a great place to do that because there's you know once you are here for a little while you, you kind of know everybody and you mm-hmm. and then you make those connections and there's so many so many events to, to you know get plugged into yeah but now you perform as a solo artist how did that come about? Yeah, so when um, so that band that I referred to, Ants in the Cellar, um, when I had relaunched it um, in 2012 or so, we did that for a couple of years, and it was sort of a time where um, there was a bit of unfinished business with that band. I should mention that the co-founder of that band, his name is Dennis Sampson, and, and he was a wonderful songwriter, and I um, say was because he passed away in the late 90s. Um, okay which was, you know, really hard blow, um, good friend of mine, um, good friend to the Rhode Island music community. But when I came back and reformed Dance in the Cellar with some new folks, we 
felt like we were doing justice to Dennis's legacy. We, um, you know, I, I had co-written a lot of the material with Dennis, um, you know, some songs of my own. Dennis did some songs on his own and as a way to kind of bring some attention back to his, you know, his contributions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, spiritually for me, it, there was something that was very fulfilling about doing that. Uh, I felt connected to, to my friend and, um, and then some of the people that were part of our little scene, you know, we're, we were able to sort of reconnect and, and okay. kind of grow that too a little bit. Um, Keep the spirit of, of Dennis Sampson alive, and and um, but we we eventually did stop with Ants in the Cellar about 2014, 2015, and I sort of segued into more singer songwriter material, acoustic based singer songwriter. Okay, but you were were you playing some of those same songs, or did you write a new batch of songs? Yeah, no, it was primarily a new batch of songs. Um, there was in, there wasn't any um, Ants in the Cellar material. That material was more rock oriented, okay. with extended guitar solos, and, and had some progressive rock elements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that material just didn't lend itself well to um, oh, okay. you know more intimate singer songwriter stuff. So I, I wrote a, a bunch of new songs, and then I did. Um, there was a bit of a rebirth of some older material that I had tucked away from a group. Um, called the Flashing Reds, and I had played off and on with the Flashing Reds when I had lived up in Boston. Um, we primarily played at places up there, but we did do several shows in Rhode Island as well, um, most notably at the old Blackstone mm-hmm. uh, Rock Music Club, which eventually became the Met. So yeah. it was you know a Rhode Island connection there as well. But a lot of that Flashing Reds material was Americana, folk music, singer songwriter based. So okay. even though the, it was a band and there were some you know some solos and that sort of stuff, it was a little bit easier to segue and bring, bring some of that material oh, back you. into the fold. Yeah, yeah. And where do you perform now as a as a solo artist? Yeah, so as a solo artist, what I do prim- I kind of have it in two categories now. I do a lot of singer songwriter shows um, through RISA, the Rhode Island Songwriters Association. Mm-hmm. Um, both performing and also coordinating so that takes a good chunk of my time and then through that sometimes comes other shows there's through connections um, in nearby you know Connecticut or up in Boston um, and then I also will do the, the bar room show where you know you sort of play for three hours and you play a bunch of covers and that sort of thing I'll, I'll mix in some of my own material but um, I do sort of an unofficial month, once a month residency at Murphy's Law in Pawtucket oh, okay play there like you know once a month on a friday or a saturday yeah uh, which is fun it's a good but it's you know it's it's big it's a bar room and not so much of a listening environment yeah um, it's an irish pub it's an irish pub (laughs) (laughs) but a good time um good people they have taps on the tables (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah i keep one i keep one close by when i play there um but the the singer songwriter stuff at from rise the rise of shows is a much more intimate songwriting experience and uh, a much more of a, you know, a, a, I shouldn't say much more, but a focus on original material. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk more about your connection to RISA and just in what RISA is in general as well? Absolutely. Um, so Rhode Island Songwriters Association, RISA, is a longtime Rhode Island organization. They started way back in 1993. Um, that first go to which I referred a little bit earlier, I was not an an active RISA member. Um, I was aware of RISA, had some people that were part of the organization, but because I was a rock musician primarily, it just seemed to not match up. I, I think that was my own ignorance because um, now that I'm a part of RISA, I see that there's plenty of rock musicians mm-hmm. um, that are in there, um, most notably Dean Petrella, who plays um, with the band The Complaints, who basically play all over Red Island and, and um, 
but Dean um, is a very active participant um, in that songwriting process and then brings that material to the band. Mm-hmm. So Rise can work, you know, for, you know, solo singer songwriters, um, but it's not genre specific okay. being a band. So again, that was my own misinformation. But the, um, now that I've been a part of Riza for a while, I have both performed at their shows, but then also started to get involved in this coordination element where I curate a monthly series at the Brooklyn Coffee and Tea House. Okay. And that's in Providence, right? Yep. So that, that series is called the Riza Songwriters Showcase, and that happens every third Saturday of the month. We don't have we don't do shows in the summertime, um, mm-hmm. but we'd have a fall series and a spring series. So we'll be starting up the fall series uh, pretty soon. Cool. What other things does uh, Riza like have its hand in? Yeah, so it's it's been great um, being a part of, of the community. Um, Riza hosts monthly critiques as well for songwriters. Um, okay. For for all levels, we have some very seasoned, experienced songwriters. Um, like Dean Petrella, and then we also have some newcomers, um, you know, and people that are just starting out of all ages. Yeah. And those, they rotate at different members' houses. Um, once you do join Riza, there's a listserv that you can get on, and uh, it sort of announces, you know, where the shows are and the addresses. Oh, that's um, rad. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's a great time. It it's sort of serves as both the social element and a work on your craft uh, evening. Um, in the beginning, people bring food. It's potluck. There's a there's a little bit of talking and socializing, and then eventually people gravitate towards, you know, the porch or the living room, mm-hmm. and we'll each share a song. Um, I would say, on average, there's somewhere between seven to ten members, maybe, that would p- participate, and they'll take a song, um, play it, and then provide the lyrics, and then all the participants will write feedback on the lyric sheet. Okay. So at home, you go home with, you know, seven to ten, you know, different sheets of paper that you know provides you some notes to help improve your craft. Mm-hmm. Have you found that to be successful? Um, I, I have. It's um, There was several songs that I had just, just sort of kicking around that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a point as a songwriter where you love certain songs and there's other songs that you you, can't, you don't want to, you know, get rid of them, but yeah. but there's um, there's something that's just not there. You know, yeah. you, need, you need that that extra set of ears on it. So there's been a couple of songs that I, you know, have always liked but haven't really performed too much. But then since I've gotten feedback at these critiques, and then, you know, they, they've been sort of granted new life. Oh, cool. that, that's pretty exciting. And, uh, it definitely is um, something that I think keeps a lot of people motivated in coming back to these critiques. Yeah. And roughly how many members are part of RISA? So there's there's somewhere around 150 RISA members. Um, I would say maybe 80% of the members are Rhode Island-based, but there are members from other states as well, like okay. nearby Massachusetts, and we have some New Hampshire members. Um there's a couple of Vermont members. Funny enough, there's actually a member from South Africa because there's, there's some kind of an organization in South Africa that has the same RI, you know, SA, Rise of Songwriters. So yeah. I think somebody mistakenly joined, but then was kind of pleasantly surprised that he was joining a songwriters organization and was okay with it. So <laughs> he remained a member. But, you know, primarily Rhode Island artists. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's a, a little bit less, sometimes it's a little bit more. 150 is about the average. Mm-hmm. But there has been a, a surge recently of some new members, so it would be interesting to see. Um, the, one of the board members, Brad Thibodeau, recently redid the website and made it much easier to join. If people want to check that out, it's at risongwriters.com. Go and check it out. And if people are interested in joining, it's only $25 per year as an annual due. Oh, okay, cool. So I know that you've, uh, you're talking about Brooklyn Tea and Coffee. What other events are you a part of planning? 
some other events that I'm involved with RISA would be more of the bigger festival types of events. Um, for example, the, uh, RISA had a stage at PVD Fest this past year. Oh, okay. That primarily Brad put together, but I helped him stage manage and do a little bit of, of the booking. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as a, as a policy, do not book um, you know board members for, for these types of big events. You know, yeah. so. Um, that's provides me an opportunity because I should, you know, I did recently join the board, um, an opportunity to kind of get involved in the other aspects of music production yeah. and, um, and, and just continue to meet people and build community, which is, is very rewarding. Cool. Um, but you yourself, you have a big festival coming up. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. I do. You want to talk about that at all? So that festival is called, um, River Bend East Songwriters Festival. And um, that's an event that came up, came to life last year. You know, as I mentioned, that's, that's the, this is the second time we've, we've gone through it. Um, but the first time, it was a seed planted by Rich Watros, who was back in the days of Rock Tucket, was the primary okay. organizer of that festival. So Rich had put out a call to artists to sort of show up at this meeting. Originally, I thought it was maybe a meeting to show up to you know, cast your name and if you wanted to perform at Rock Tucket. Mm-hmm. We had performed it with Anson Asilla at Rock Tucket years ago, so I was familiar with it. But come to find out, what Rich was looking for was um, organization. He was looking for people. He was looking for ideas. He was looking to community build. So I went to that meeting, um, thought about leaving for a second because I, I, was, I wasn't necessarily interested in that at the time, but then was just sort of pleasantly surprised um, at the level of dedication and community that existed, um, interested parties, mm-hmm. and became part of this um, planning committee that eventually morphed into last year what was um, known as Downtown Rising Fest um, okay. in downtown Pawtucket. Um, so that had three stages. There was the Rock Tucket stage, um, so Rock Tucket remained a, a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was also the Culture Shock stage, which was headed up by Chachi Carvalho, who was a Renaissance man from Pawtucket, mm-hmm. performer, community organizer, educator, artist, just, you know, someone who just is continuously inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I brought in this River Bend East stage um, as part of the overall event. So we had okay. three stages, um, taking that, you know, that Rock Tucket idea, but then kind of rebranding it. Yeah. And, uh, and then this year, um, it does continue. We did drop the name Downtown Rising because that was more of a, a committee organizational team yeah. that does still exist on Facebook in that capacity. You know, we're still friendly with Rich, but Rich has since retired from that work that he was doing in Pawtucket. He, he also served on the Pawtucket Arts Festival board. Mm-hmm. He's moved on to doing some other great things. And and then um, Chachi and I continued with, with um, the collaboration and we have rebranded it um, Downtown Live this, this year. Oh, okay. So Chachi will have his stage Culture Shock, um, but the Riverbend East Songwriters Festival will take place on the grounds of Slater Mill. Okay. What um, time is that? So that's going to be on September 7th. It's going to be from 12 to 7 p.m. Um, Slater Mill, for your listeners, is at 67 Roosevelt Ave, right in downtown Pawtucket. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of parking. Um, if you haven't been to the grounds of Slater Mill, it's just a beautiful grassy area right by the Blackstone River with mm-hmm. this, you know, Slater Mill in the backdrop. It's just a picturesque, scenic oasis, real jewel jewel in the rough, so to speak, you know, for, for the bucket residents out there. And um, we hope that people will come down and take their families, take some lawn chairs, um, and just enjoy a great day of, of live music. Cool. Yeah, who do you have playing? So we, we were really um, fortunate this year. Um, we did were able to get some, some great headliners um, from out of state. Big headliner is the C2C, okay, who, yeah. who are a wonderful emerging indie rock 
group, I really, you know, would not be surprised at all if this, this group in a couple of years, it's going to be very hard to get tickets for them. So I think this is an opportunity to kind of catch a group that's that's on their way up, which is always exciting. Uh, and then we have a couple of real longtime award-winning songwriters, um, both from the Boston area. Vance Gilbert is playing, mm-hmm. who has played many shows at Stone Soup uh, Coffee oh, House, which yeah, is yeah. another Rhode Island staple. And Katie Curtis, um, who has also done shows at Stone Soup, but has won a bunch of awards and, and um, just has continued to to wow audiences. She just mm-hmm. had a recently a, a sold out show at Club the Scene up in um, Harvard Square. Yeah, so she's yeah. coming down to join us for that. But I should say, you know, with, with the Riverbend singer songwriters, you know, we're, we're blessed and fortunate to have these um, well established performers, but we also have so many emerging Rhode Island acts that are part of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three acts that are going to be part of the, the RISA portion of the, um, the festival. So okay. we're going to bring that RISA organization back in. The three people performing are Bernard John who is locally based. Yeah. We also have Gracelyn Rennick, who is a longtime Rhode Island resident, has since moved to Florida to start her songwriting career. Mm-hmm. Younger performer, but is coming back, and this will serve as a homecoming show for her. Nice. Still has plenty of connection. And then uh, we also have Kim Moberg um, performing, who's done lots and lots of shows in Rhode Island, a longtime RISA member. Um, so we're really, really happy to have her That's as awesome. well. So I guess the other two performers that I should mention are um, uh, Ryan Fitzsimmons, mm-hmm. who does not live in Rhode Island anymore, but was one of the original originators of the Songwriters in the Round series at RISA. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Um, and that's another RISA event that I should mention that continues to this day, and that event happens on the second Wednesday of every month at AS220. But Ryan was the person who started that, so nice. bringing him back into this show, you know, the River Vendis yeah. uh, lineup, seemed to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, and then you know, if I can so humbly mention, Michael Graham, myself, yeah. will also be performing. <laughs> I was going to say, there's this guy, Michael Graham, that's, that's playing, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we're really excited, and it's um, it's something, we were just so blown away and pleasantly surprised by the Riverbend East stage last year. Last year, we didn't have it at Slater Mill. We had it on one of the streets outside Stillwater Books, mm-hmm. who graciously allowed us to do that. Um, however, this year, we had the opportunity to sort of move it down by the water, yeah, and yeah. it's it's growing. I mean, we we definitely have a need to provide some more, um, you know, some more more of a grassy area where people can sort of congregate. Um, we plan on having some games. We're gonna have some historical tours from the National Park Service for mm-hmm. for the um, the younger people, um, focusing on environmental issues, things of that nature, and then also people can take historical tours um, at Slater Mills, you know, because why not? You're right, you're right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Industrial Revolution. So uh, again, we just can't thank the great people of um, Slater Mill enough for allowing us to, to use um, their, um, their wonderful grounds. That's that's cool. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw a quick plug out for uh, the 20th annual Rhode Island Dragon Boat Race that's happening at that same time. Mm-hmm. So that's down at Festival Pier. Going to have some exciting Dragon Boat races and some cultural performances and dumpling eating contests. So Pawtucket is definitely the place to be on September 7th. I can assure you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We hope people come down, you know, um, and bring the whole family because mm-hmm. there, there really is, um, uh, as you mentioned, the dragon boats are just a, such an inspiring experience and people could go to that in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then maybe come over. Yeah. There's going to be a show that's running back and forth from those races to where Chachi's stage is to where your stage is. It's going to be a, a very connected event or mm-hmm. set of events, I should say. So that's fantastic, Michael. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming down. We really appreciate you, you know, giving us the time. Thank you, James. And, um, you know, thank you for all you do for the Rhode Island yeah. music community. 
Well, uh, I believe you have a song. Do you want to talk a little bit about the song at all? Well, sure. Why not? Why not? Since I'm here, may as well play something. Um, this song came from those songwriters in the round series that uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And what they do at songwriters in the round is they give you a topic, um, and you get the topic via email before you, you know, before the event takes place. You get it maybe two or three weeks mm -hmm. before the event, maybe maybe a month before. And it's based upon the feedback from the audience at the previous event. Mm -hmm. And the idea that came out from my songwriters in the round was called Taboo Tattoo. So this song is called Taboo Tattoo. Danger's always lurking. Of the band, clowns out there smirking, devils and demons in my head, big top fires raging, ashes peel away the night. Melt away our tomorrows. Trapeze artists take flight. Nothing I hear a voice, a testimony tried and true. Must I sell my belongings to maintain a taboo tattoo? Hear that train. Coming. Where there's reeking of sin, no one's waiting to greet you. Whistles warm in the wind, violent storms may be brewing. Stop starting in flights. Fortunes out, they're so great, but never seeming quite right. Still, your fears won't avoid a testimony tried and true. Think I'll sell my belongings. To maintain a taboo tattoo As I try to save you And only watch it claim you Can't stop it with all my might This carnival of color Can't keep my brother Mama, don't shut out the lights. Nothing out here avoids a testimony tried and true. So now I place my order. Fire for.
for closure. The road is long, and I belong to this here taboo tattoo.